The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and that was a fairly shite way to spend a Sunday. Our thanks to Freddie Vanderhoorn for being our guest last week. Loved the club, loved living in the ferry, and loved a hug my party before playing Aberdeen on New Year's Day. Join the conversation on our socials. We are at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, well in Celtic review, Livy preview, loan report, women's team, lottery, tales of Tanadice Street, merch, games of goals, and on this day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up in episode 124 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Johnny Russell and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast on what has been a fairly shite week of matches after throwing it away the last kick of the bar last week we thought we could bounce back and uh, 0 to 6, no very good and uh, yeah, can I, can I really, can't really dress up any, any other way than that um, before there, uh, we'll get to that Saturday's week football though we always ask, what did you do to entertain yourself? And I mean it None. in every sense. Nothing. Nothing. Jack that. No, I watched, uh, I was going to go to a junior game, as I mentioned to you, but the, the weather turned and I thought, I'm not standing at East Craigie's Park, getting absolutely drenched. So I just watched the Rangers speed Dundee game on one screen and I've had the Barcelona game on another, on my iPad or something. Oh. So... Ah, a Saturday spent on my arse watching football, and, if you could call it that. And two of your other favourite teams both got bit, so what you're telling me? Well, any of them, uh, <laughs> I, I, had, I had no dog in the fight at Ibrox, <laughs> I could assure you. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, yourself. Pretty much the same, eh? It's, it's not much happening, like... Uh, I mean, when you look at the fixture listing, you think, ah, TV game's no bad, the lower record's never great. Uh, and I, quite, I mean, listen, we've said it before, we quite like the Friday night games, but this these Sunday games are, are, are shite. I mean, that's where you even need to go to the game, but 12 o'clock on a Sunday as well. The best thing was, I've come back for work uh, last night, and Joe, who was we were car sharing with, he said, uh, well, I start the morning, I need to set the alarm in that. He's a man of clearly leisure on a Sunday. And uh, I says, hi, Ken. He says, Ken, half past 12 kickoff. And I said, to him, I'll just tell you right now, sir, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. I hope he didn't change his alarm and he did miss the first half hour because it might have not been as bad overall. Uh, but uh, so that pretty non event, to, to, to be fair, nothing much happened uh, yesterday. Uh, it was pretty grim anyway. Fish supper for Tito, win win. Uh, and, then, and then got up at nine o'clock a day. Thought beautiful Sunday is ahead, and uh, I was soon brought back down to earth pretty quickly. But anyway, uh, obviously, yeah, you, you, need, you need to talk me through Tuesday anyway, Rondo, because uh, all I've saw for the United Motherwell match is the goal, which is a fairly decent finish, in my opinion. He's offside. But, uh, he, well, I don't think he was offside. I think I think he's it's offside. And Veen <laughs> was offside, but then that's it's a different phase, is it? The, the rule it's so convoluted that it's uh, it's fair game so, these so days. Are you basically want me to tell you about the Motherwell game first, or are you going to give us your gig guide and review first? Nah, the, the gig was all right. It's it was that was decent. It was all right. <laughs> that's what happens when you drag the shite gigs that you don't want to go. To. That's what happens, no, I mean, mate. No, it was it was far from a shite gig. It was it was a decent gig, but of, of course, it wasn't a Tyler. Wasn't the Tyler? Uh, wasn't the Tyler Childers, no. So, uh, but 
when I was when I when I eventually got him after the monsoon <laughs> that I drove through uh, on Tuesday night, I just had a quick scour through social media and people that I follow his pages and like the general consensus was it was really, really poor on Tuesday night. So that made my mind up that I, I just never bothered my arse to watch the 90 minutes back. So I, as I say, I've only saw the goal. I've seen nothing else. How bad was it? Well, it was pretty shitty for both teams, if I'm being honest. It wasn't great. Um so th- the pitch. Uh, well, see if, it's, see if it's a draw at half time or it's a draw at 60 minutes. I think he's calling that game off because, yeah. I mean, that, I watched it on the TV and it didn't look great. And then I was speaking to like uh, to Andrew and Chris and that that weekend. If they said the same, it was shite. Kind of was horrible. But mm-hmm. no stick. Well, the ball was sticking. The ball wasn't moving. But no, I uh, no greater. Like no, no, you know, it'd be served up that. But no, no, a brilliant match. Um, Performance wise, yeah, yeah. Ah, it was probably a bit of a I imagine similar to Saturday and and counting a wee bit how it went. There was a too many maybe players just no at it, no bang at mm-hmm. it, no doing what they should do. Uh it's a great goal, listen, it. the boys took it really well, but it's frustrating that it's come to that. Uh I thought it was offside. I thought the whole thing was offside at the time, but anyway, it is what it is. But again, no created enough. Like, no created enough at all. And I'm about to repeat myself when I say these next two lines, and you can compare it to the day as well. But no create enough. We didn't lay a glove on the team. And thank God we've got points in the bank just now. Mm. Because we've, we've thrown our last kick of the game against Ross County. And then we've been bit for Mullerwell, we've been bit today. And that's one point for, for nine. It's one, one, and seven now as well so mm-hmm. it's no brilliant listen it's, it's no great and this is where it, it comes out that you know managers and the players they, they deservedly get the plaudits when we're doing well but when we're when we're stuck down there and we need a bit of a kick up there out the trenches this is where it's going to be uh, the fight's going to need to be fought we can't, anything you can get a crowbar a baseball bat whatever you need we need to do it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't great on Tuesday. Conditions weren't great. It was hardly a spectacle. Uh, I mean, the, the funniest part was when the bar went uh, across our goal, as it did a couple of times, for a tap in for Stephen O'Donnell. And because it didn't bounce the way it should have, and it just hit the the this, the, the puddle, the dub, and just went out, it was like, yeah, that's kind of summed the game up. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how shite this has been. So, yeah, it wasn't a great at all. Um, we were on the back foot pretty early. We did keep pushing, but it was huffed and puffed. Changed formation, used three subs. Um, Dan Watson, I thought, chest things doing, certainly give them something to think about. Um, But Motherwell absolutely deserved, probably deserved a three-point, although it wasn't a great game for both teams. And again, it comes down to chances, uh, chance creation. Like, you can look at, one of the stats said, Motherwell had 20 shots right on goal. Two on target, though. Like, nay, nay bother. I think we had two on target as well. That's how poor it was. Obviously, the big talking point was Deco got hooked in the first half. Now, mm-hmm. people will say, oh, it's because he made a mistake for the goal. I, I think there could be one of many got 10 half for that. Would you, should he have waited half time? Who knows? You know, the manager kids better than us. Maybe he just wanted to get it on and get, get legs moving or whatever else. So there was obviously a couple of changes, but. It, w- it wasn't a great game of watch. Neutrals would have turned it off. I mean, that's that's mm. how uh, that's how bad it was. You know what I mean? It wasn't a, it wasn't a great attack. So, um, 
but it's a, it's a defeat. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Come out for at least got a point away for him. You're maybe went well, fair enough. But yeah, no, great, great, great goal to finish it. Obviously, um, yeah, we were against ten men, but we weren't against ten men for very long. Um, when did the boy get sent off? Late on, actually, uh, I think he got sent off in about the eighty second, eighty third minute. It was late, but the, the funny thing was, uh, you, you're playing in the conditions against ten men. Let's just knock a bar about lads. I'd have been just, I'd have been going. I'd have, Tam's obviously got this notebook. It's got a hand in it. I'd have looked at the chapter on Ray McKinnon and just went. Right, put Mark Dernan, score that out, put Ryan Edwards up front and just bomb the box. Just go yeah. for it. But it didn't happen. It was pure shite. And uh, yeah, we moved on. Uh, midweek as well. Every game was 1-0. Eh? Mm. And it was the top six were up playing each other and the bottom six were up playing each other. Actual yeah. facts them, no dude foxers. Well, it's, it's a wee quirk of the metrics there. Which obviously then brought us to, you know, when, when you are or a wee bit of a shite you're on you, you would like a game that you could uh, you're writing about and what better than on the telly again Sunday 12 o'clock against Celtic mm. and uh, now well, before we get to the game Rondo before we get to the game because there was obviously doubt through the week about the <sighs> game actually being on uh, now oh, I'm f- assuming that you were in your usual position was. today what's the what's the deal with the riff it's got to our sunroof it's got to our sunroofs. Jeezy, <laughs> It's got to our sunroofs. Listen, now, nobody quote us, nobody pull us up on this, nobody for the club pull us up on this, but I'm th- assuming what they've done is they've went on the roof, they've pulled back all the damaged bits and yeah. left what they can for it to maybe be signed off. And that's, the way it looks, it's quite, well, how do I phrase this? Um, it's quite a clean hole. Yeah. Like yeah, it's still raggy around the edge. I think they've took a lot of the shite off, maybe. Yeah. But. We all like cleaning holes. But that's because Indeed. they they kinda they couldn't just leave bits mm. like hanging down the exactly. because obviously it's it's helping safety at good laugh and, and anybody in the head would I would hate for it to have landed anywhere near uh-huh. the boy Kyogo. Uh, Can you imagine was, imagine how much he'd have he'd have felt you'd have had to uh, pro- you'd have been in nine wells. Would have been arranging a funeral. Would have been incredible. But uh, yeah, well, that that was like a that was a topic of much conversation late in the week because it did look like the game was maybe uh-huh. going to be asked because of that. But hey ho, the, the the wee bit of the fallout for the Celtic fans saying it was a disgrace that they weren't getting into the game did make me laugh a wee bit because uh-huh. they still had about I don't know again three three and a half thousand punters, mm-hmm. which was three and a half thousand more than we got. When we played through there, ah, listen, they're assholes, eh? I mean, that's not. <laughs> so. They're ball thieves. I'll say that much. They must have stole about six footballs yeah. today. And I, I, I came up. I, I, I don't want to get in a slagger much or anything like this, but I'm glad they sing really nice songs as well. I mean, they're fucking great people, <laughs> really. Um, but yeah, so basically, there's two sunroofs in the Jerry Care. Uh, but yeah, we were in our normal sort of spot. But obviously, I could see why it's not open to the masses. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, uh, normal spot. That was that was kind of. Uh, I was going to mention someone else when you were on about pre-match, but I kind of like as I remember. What, oh, that was it. So uh, obviously, uh, depending on what group chats you're in, people you can. There's always rumours flare about about the team and stuff. And uh, 
I got a cracker the day now. I didn't send it on to you because uh, it coming pretty quick and I was and then I was buttering on about something else, right? But I'm just gonna read this to you, right? So this is the team I got sent. Literally at twenty to eleven it would have been. Uh Benji, Kerr Smith, Ryan Edwards, Charlie Mulgrew, Sporla, Butcher Harks Hottie, Chalmers Clark, and Louis. Right? That's what I got sent. And I thought there is no danger we have made these many changes. <laughs> but at the same time, I thought, well, come on, we're on a bit of a shite run. Maybe that's what we need to do. And, uh, and obviously that, that wasn't the case when, uh, I mean, I thought United might have been trolling me when they put a picture of Jean Do up and I thought, he's got to be playing. He's got to be playing. And he obviously uh, come back in, which was a, you know, a change that needed made. Uh, there was a couple of Nicky Clark come back in. Hoti and Glass stepped out. I think that was the two, I think it was. And uh, Spurler for McMahon. Spurler for McMahon, um, yeah. So, yeah, the changes were made. But, uh, yeah, again, looking at the team, looking at the bench, I'm not really sure what else you could do. That's that's the squad we're playing with just now, you know? Yeah, um, bare bones. Bare bones, I would say. I wasn't, when I saw that Spurler was in the team, and obviously, no, no, the, no, because he's in the team, but because he was in the team in McMahon, wasn't it? I thought, mm, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, because if he's if he's good at anything, it's going forward. And against Celtic, there's no very many times when you're probably going to get forward. And he was, I didn't care who he was going to be up against, but they've got like they've got the boy Mikey Johnson, they've got Forrest, they've got Abada, they've got Jota. Uh, again, they're a pretty good winger, so he was going to have a hard time. And I just. I wasn't a fancy in that matchup at all when I first saw the team and it's I think some people were saying oh, it looks like quite an attacking lineup. I didn't ever believe it was going to be a two up front job. I thought it was either I wasn't sure who, but I thought either Louis or Clark was gonna hit a day, a job on the left. It turns out it was Louis. Uh but as you say that I mean there's there, there was no that much more that they could have done. I mean, Kerr Smith, you could maybe say, ah, he he could have stepped in, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have played him at left back. I don't know, I'm not a big fan of playing him out of position just now when he's he's only 16. He's just learning the game, and again, he's come in at right back before and he's done a job uh, in the derby, I think it was. But Sporler probably was your your best bet because who else have we got? Flynn Duffy, but he's out on loan. Can he's he's uh, he's doing very well for himself. I, 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 I think it's different if obviously Liam Smith's fit. You can put Freeman at left back and all this type of stuff. But just you know, uh, you've got to do what you've got to do. There had to be changes. But again, there, there's no big pool to pick for just now. Like see when you look at what's in the stand, you know it, it's crazy. Like and obviously yeah. the shouts were you know we. We massively miss Fuchs and, and, and Dylan Levitt. Fuchs come back in uh, today, which is always always a positive that he's he, he's back in. He's over his injury and whatever else. But just and again, just for the first ten minutes, it was like this could be a long uh, afternoon. I, I thought for the, for the get go, honestly, I just as soon as the game started, I thought, Christ, we're on the back foot here, and we never really got off the back foot the whole game. Uh, I, I tweeted something at half time said that it was embarrassing and like I, I was embarrassed a wee bit at half time because it could have been like, I, I just felt we got battered we didn't lay a glove on them didn't get near them their, their passing and movement was good wasn't it great didn't have to be great because it was it wasn't like we were all pressing and we were just getting picked off it was like Jondo was pressing Niskanen was pressing 
but there's no point in like some of your boys pressing and some no pressing. It didn't make any sense. Uh, I just I thought we were really really poor first half, but we're poor all day. And if I'm being honest, but first half it was just it was dreadful. I mean, it, they had a couple of terrible misses as well. You know, there was there was one fair corner where they've obviously played the corner, and I think it's maybe the boy. Carter Vickers has got the first header and then Kyogo's got on the end of it. But two, you, you can't be losing two headers in a row in your box for a corner. And the boy Kyogo, say what you want about him. Like, he's no big. How is he winning headers in the six-year box? It was. I just felt that we were so... Passive would be a word. Uh, shite would be another word that you could use. But we're just really, really poor. Like, And uh, whatever we were trying to do, it, it wasn't a... It wasn't overly clear to me looking at it. I, I didn't see what we were doing. We offered next to nothing going forward. I think our best chance in the first half was because Joe Hart is hopeless with the bat his feet and he near passed the bat straight to Louis. Uh, and obviously Louis Dilly and dallied on it and nothing come of it eventually. But uh, I just thought that we, we gave them too much respect, far too much respect. It was, it was night and day to what we witnessed. At Parkhead, night and day. The, what we saw the day, I've seen it so many times before in, in United Celtic games, and it just infuriates me because, by all means, like give them a wee bit of respect, give anybody a wee bit of respect, but then I just stand off. Like they're good football players, then I just stand off them and let them do whatever they want in in their own time. Can I boot them? I don't care how good a football player you are. If, if people are pressing you constantly and you're getting in a boot them, nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. We never done that the day. Apart from Jondo and Niskanen, there was a couple of boys that were running about daft for a while, but it was it was really really poor, really grim. Did you not feel that like it was it was awfully like? Although we had to watch on the TV last year, but it was awfully like three 0 at Parkhead last year. Yeah, and in that we just allowed them to have the ball until uh, they got to a certain distance for the goal. But if you if you watched what they done and the, the rare occasions when we actually had the ball, it didn't matter who in our team had the ball. They were pressing them like crazy. They were. It was almost like they were insulted that we had took the ball off them. They were going out their way to try and get it back. Like the ball gets rolled out to Edwards and. Kyogo's right on him and, and the wingers are pushing up on the fullback so that his options are limited and invariably you just say to launch it but we weren't doing that and I, I don't know why like we they made they made the pitch seem massive I think and Tannadice Tan- isn't that a big playing surface like when we played them through at Parkhead and now I, I know that Dylan Levitt is it's a it's a big hole that he's not in the team like it's a it's a big loss but he was spraying passes, but he was utilising ah oh, the spaces apart. Kid, we didn't have anybody to do that today. Nobody, nothing. We were, we were so narrow, and any time we come up against teams that aren't narrow, like a Hearts, Celtic, we really struggle. We struggle massively, and we we and on top of that, we were just in a bad run of form. What about when uh, Tom Rogic turned into Lionel Messi? But the thing is, Rondo, he didn't. He just turned into Tom Roger, and uh, and that's what happens when nobody wants to tackle you. Yeah, took the bath a Louis too easy. Went past Adrian, oh. Ian Harks, too easy, far too easy. Somebody, there was a couple of boys behind me. I heard saying, "But you can't tackle him because he's in the box." 
Yeah, he's in the box after running 20 years. Yeah, you could have tackled <laughs> him for about 20 years before that. Yeah. Get a foot in. But, uh, but Louis got Louis got to be stronger. Eh? How how often do I say that? How how often? It can't just be me that thinks that. When you see the laddie, just bulldoze boys out the way. Look at Fuchs. For Fuchs' sake, Rondo. Look at he's just he's a bulldog. He has no right to win half the battles that he wins, but he does. And it's the opposite when it comes to Louis. He should be winning majority of the battles that he that he's better and he does not he invariably loses them he shouldn't I mean if you get if you get out skilled or whatever cool you could kind of live with that he, he shouldn't be getting out muscled for the majority of boys in that league he just shouldn't and again the boy Rogic is a big guy but that's I'm no having that eh? he's, he's got to do better and okay he's no done better and then you've still the boy Rogic is still run past ball and hat somebody's got to get a tackle and that's that's Sunday welfare stuff, Rondo. That's amateur stuff. Get a tackle in. You can't let good players run out of you, run into your box, and then give them a free shot. What do you expect is going to happen? It's just madness. It's really, really poor. And then uh, David Turnbull couldn't couldn't control the ball and put it over the goalie. <laughs> no. Summed it up, didn't it? <sighs> How has he not been wiped out? Yeah. Is, that, like, is that me? My old-fashioned thoughts... Like if the keeper comes out, just wipe him out. Because, uh, you know, I mean, it looked like a 50-50 at, at the point where it would, should have been contact. Now, again, he's... I've not, I've, now, we've recorded this we're like an hour after the, the game's yeah. finished. So I, I have not seen anything back at and all. I, I hate doing I hate doing them so close uh, after the game. you've won, then you can get carried away. Exactly, yeah. cares, but, <laughs> but we'll get pulled up for a number of things. But yeah, I, did, I, I, I didn't know if he miscontrolled it or not. Uh to but be fair, he probably did, didn't he? But <laughs> no, but it was it was all too easy though, Rondo. It was. it was all too easy. It was too easy to to get the ball in the middle of the park to pass it to him, and he's just waltzed in and and walk, he's, he's literally walked the ball into the net. Eh? It's it's embarrassing when boys are walking the ball into your net, and that's how I said what I said at half time because I was embarrassed about it. And the boy, uh, the boy Kyogo sure had a hat trick himself in the first half. Easy, just. Constant. It was just constant, wave his upon wave. His movements tremendously, and and it's it was always going to if they're if they're on forum, and we're on forum as well. If if you're you both meet when you're at the top of your game, it's still going to be difficult because your defence is good at what it does. But against that sort of movement, like nobody likes that. That's no Edward's strength. It's like Mulgrew's getting on, and he had a no bad game the day. Maybe maybe a wee bit at fault for the third. But uh, but their movement is hard to deal with. Like I, I, I witnessed it through at Tynecastle when the front three hearts were they were just constant motion, and we just didn't we couldn't handle it. And it was similar today, but today was probably a wee bit worse because just for the get go, like we gave them way too much respect. We never got near them. It was just it was it was a pointless occasion. I, I could have just bloody stayed in the house and saved myself any hassle and save. Save all the frustration that I feel for the ninety minutes watching that. Yeah, just piss. Yeah, I got to half time and I wanted half time to last about three years. <laughs> One point. Um, listen, we don't know what was said, what was done at half time, but I thought we, at times, we certainly looked a lot better. It couldn't have been tough to be better than what we were in the second half, and we did 
created maybe more breaks, more chances, final ball, maybe like we're doing. But you're thinking, these are the bits of play we've at least seen this year, but... And then then what would happen is we'd lost the bar for five minutes and no see it again. Yeah, and... Uh, and Philly... You could you could argue that we maybe played a wee bit better in the second half, but then how many saves has Benji had to mark in the second half? Yeah. We, we I know it was three, and I can't. It's a case of if my auntie had bars, she'd be my uncle, and I get all that nonsense. But we could have easy been on the end or an absolute doing the day, and we couldn't have complained about it. We were second best all over the park. Yeah. Maybe the best keeper on the pitch was Benji. Perfect that. We, we just weren't at it we yeah. never got near them yeah uh, Benji made 8 saves a day mm. and most of them were good saves mm. <laughs> really good saves and they had as as you said like they had a few good misses as well yeah yeah and it's uh, it was a bad day it's just, yeah really sort of frustrating as well and you know what the third goal frustrated me enough because the boy at left back plays the boy out and just wandered up the park I, I never, yeah. I mean, if there's a mistake, but I'm not going to whatever. I, I would, listen, I'll give him one mistake over, over the season, but I never really seen, I've not seen it back, basically, so I don't can, but for the same boy to then put it in the back of the net, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Eh? Like, it was yeah. just far, far too easy, but I think... The whole, the whole thing was easy for them. Oh, yeah. The, the whole match was easy for yeah, them. It was like but, a training game. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we, never, we never got close enough to them too much. If we gave them other position they wanted the day they could do what they want they could build up slow fast quick direct doing the wings doing the middle whatever they want but the squad's thinny and it's injured okay we've no the depth I mean no depth up front now like we've got one foot striker Nicky Clark and he's listen he's working his bars half up there but it's 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 a thankless task because he shouldn't be doing that. He should be getting on at these flights or whatever. And we need, we need more than Nicky Clark up front. Oh, without a doubt. With all due respect to Nicky Clark, we need more than him up front. That's what I mean. But it's just, it's the squad's thin as well, Can When you look at the bench, it looks tired at times. We're not doing, we're not hustling, hurrying like we were. But mm. uh, obviously a bad run. That's 1 1 and 7, like I said. You know, it's it's no great. It's no great. Um, there was a slight improvement in the second half, but that's that was it. Like nothing, nothing. It wasn't like the Hibs second half when we probably deserved to draw that game, you know, in the cup. Yeah, but no, I, I think if it, if it was an improvement, it was a, it was oh, extremely huge. slight. It was extremely slight, in my opinion, like because they still had so many chances. And what did we had a couple? I think we've made Joe Hart make two saves or something. One for Pollock, one for Spoiler. But other than that, we we just. We never got anything going. We weren't overly brave when we got the bat. We made an awful lot of poor decisions. There was one where it was crossed into Nicky Clark and you're thinking, just swing your left foot at it, get it on target. Tat a shot, gonna shoot you, gonna score. And he's trying to be clever and lay it back to Harks. And I think Clark was the only guy in the stadium that was thinking that that would be the the right option at that point because yeah. most people were just expecting him to swing and, and hair shot. But it's one of the days I'll get over my own frustration and dis- disappointment as I'm sure everybody will I just say, hope it's uh, it's just the usual United v Celtic fair that we are here to endure and we're uh, absolutely pussy seco enduring because it's just garbage it's grim that we never seem to do ourselves any sort of justice when they come to town uh, and then well we've, we've got hopefully a game that's a wee bit 
more winnable next week to look forward to, but that now becomes a massive game and the thing is as well that the the uh, the goals again are really avoidable can they're not like mm-hmm. 30 yard pingers top men no, they're, they're stinking <sighs> that, that, that's that's why I sit here frustrated and that's how you are keeping a lid on it but I could see on your fist you're annoyed as well you don't mind getting it's frustrated man like... of course we've gifted them goals but then we we gifted them the whole game but, but no no getting in the them. made it easy for them and if you make it easy for one of the top two sides in the country then you, you, this is the result you, you'll get your earth felt simple as that it's just um, yeah there's a real up front we're real lacking I mean Jesus we are lacking um, Dylan Levitt's a huge loss as we know and you know defence I mean I'm sure they were trying to throw their bodies on lines a day but they were just uh, wave after wave of attack they were needing to stick their head on put, trying to put the foot in or whatever but you know we could see an awful lot of possession we, we gave up you know loads of corners throw-ins every in a bura and just it was a frustrating day. It's been a frustrating week. To did, did you get a, a better view of the butcher booking than I did? Because obviously I'm behind smashed the goal. them, smashed, smashed them, absolute buffoonery. No need for it. Well, I thought it was a yellow at the time. I didn't. I didn't think it was. A, well, I actually thought you. I thought you won the ball, but I did think it was successful. I thought it was a yellow. I didn't mm. think it was a red, but then I've seen the. I've seen it back, and I thought, oh, it might be. Uh, it might be. Um, Madness. To, to be fair, hello, but but I mean, I mean again, I need to see a back. I've only really seen the still images at the time. I generally just thought he was going to win the bar and whether the what happened. But I, then I've seen the still. I, I thought he got the bar. I didn't even think it was a foul. I thought he got. The, as I, I th- say, my my angles yeah. completely different for yours. Yeah, I certainly thought you got. But I was right. I was right below me. I was right mm. below me and and whatever. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was meaty. It was meaty. Uh. Let's, let's yeah, but you love meaty challenges. Well, of like course you do. You kind of you kind of be going over the ball or nailing boys. Like meaty that, challenge or tackling somebody's bars. I mean, whatever you want. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. to, to to even give to even give the referee the chance to go for his back hipper. It's like, come on, man! Like we didn't need this, you know. Uh, I mean, funny you say that. I've just seen it, but now, and uh, it's 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 pretty bad. I mean, I could send it to you, and you'll you'll enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad to be fair. It's a pretty bad end. Buffoon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be talking well, let's probably look at how are we that. Hmm. But yeah, mm. pretty. Uh, Pretty shite day at the office. I think overall is is the uh, the kind of nice nice way of putting it. Um, tough afternoon. Um, the squad's quite stretched. We are getting near to January. If boys like McNulty and Biamu are not going to be fit anytime soon, I think something will need to be addressed there. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. And like you say, you, you are hoping it's that. Oh, it's the Celtic. We didn't really do very well against them at home. It shouldn't be an excuse. But my word, does it focus on uh, the game that's uh, is coming up uh, against Livingston on um, Saturday? Neil said midweek. There, that's that's wrong. It's because they played on Wednesday. Uh, they got beat two one for Aberdeen. They've just kicked off against Hearts. Um, I've no idea what the score is. If I'm being honest, uh, can check. 
on that oh. it's nil nil near enough half time on that one so but again we're now then going to be playing against a team that's fighting for their life doing there fighting yeah. for it yeah and that's what we have to start doing now because if things aren't coming off for you then it will be a bit hard mm-hmm. you hit dig in you hit win battles out of the park well then, just you know you, we're, we're ahead of Motherwell goal difference four mm-hmm. points away for Aberdeen but it just shows you you know Aberdeen get a win during the week three points closer to you you do that again then you're really shiting yourself you know and then you've got Hibs behind them although they kind of stop licking door handles because they've still got two games in hand but they win their two games they're on 25 points you know and then mm-hmm. Samirna are only on 17 Dundee are on 16 you're not a million miles away you know so yeah. listen players manager coaching staff deserve all the credit they got for how we started the season and got the points on the board of course they do but now it's you knuckle down let's, let's if we're going to avoid speaking to the press when it's like this and going we need to play for the fans and I no just just go out and play don't speak to the press don't give them a story just heads down work hard and get three points next week I can it's easier said than done and it's easy for me sitting here <laughs> to say that like it's dead yeah. easy but Ken, let's know yeah, the, oh, it's great to hear the fans just get on with it we're, we're delighted to be back fans are delighted to be back you know and we'll cheer you on you know, yeah, but I think the fans in in the main as well today, like they never really got on the players' backs. No. There was a wee bit of, a wee bit of negativity at half time when they were going off the park, but nothing nothing overly hostile. I don't think, considering what we had just sat through for forty five minutes, I think they got off a wee bit lightly. But the fans are still behind the team. Uh, but but can't emphasise enough how big Saturday's game now is like against Livingston because as you say, they're battling. We've got to, we've got to try and win that game. That's the only acceptable outcome. As as me and you sit here today speaking about it, you've got to, got to get the three points in nine. For MD, that maybe no listen to the episode or wasn't at the game or whatever. Um, what can we expect for a Livingston team based on what you've seen doing at the uh, spaghetti had a few weeks just back? The, just the usual, just the usual. They play to their strengths. They just play to their strengths. I mean, it was. There wasn't much in the game and then the second half because they, they only had 10 men. It was mainly United, but they did try, still try and pick us off on the break. Uh, so it was a wee bit different, but they're just one of these teams similar to St. Johnston. They just, they know what they're good at. It's maybe, you know, the greatest thing in the world to watch, but they, they, they didn't care. They amass enough points usually <laughs> to keep themselves safe. Uh, and it's just going to be, again, I keep saying it's going to be a battle. It's just going to be a battle. You've got to win the midfield battle. Hopefully, our defence ups the game a wee bit uh, back to what they can do, and uh, we hate to start creating chances, Rondo. This you, you cannot rely on creating two chances every game and, and hoping to win games. We, we were creating chances early in the season, so it can happen again. Hopefully, and I, and I say this like with absolutely no knowledge of what on earth is going on with Dylan Levitt, but hopefully he's back fit in six days because we are crying out for him to put his foot on the bar pick a pass that nobody else seems to be capable of picking uh, and just making the team tick we are missing him massively mm. yeah, absolutely um, <laughs> I probably know the answer to this but if you had to pick a man of the match today mm. Pro- probably Jondo or Benji one of the two you can maybe toss a coin on there. Like Benji, I'm disappointed he didn't know why he put the boy at the second goal. But he uh, he kept the scores down. Jean Doe, first game back for a, a dodgy hamstring. 
I mean, Christ, uh, I'm not sure what would have happened if he wasn't in the team today because we still got an absolute scalp in the run around. We him playing not too bad. Uh, so I uh, one of them, but nearly all positives for me. Nothing of, of note anyway. And if uh, Dylan Levitt's fit on Saturday, how are, you, how are you lining up, if that's your call? Uh, that's a good question. Well, the, the defence kind of picks itself if McMahon's fit. Uh, so you would go with that as normal, then it would hate to be Harks, Paulette, Levitt, Fuchs. And, well, Christ, we didn't have much options up front, do we? <laughs> so whoever's fit, just put them up front. Uh Maybe maybe he watched in a run out. I don't know. Like he's, I've heard that he done well when he came on on Tuesday. Uh, he, he certainly tries. He's got pace. He's got loads of pace. Uh, I remember watching him a few years back when he was in the underage groups and he was coming up under fifteens and whatever. Did he strip fit him back then? Because it still doesn't fit him now. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah, uh, he's he's got a Borrelios tops when he's uh, playing. But he's he's got something about him anyway, and it would be interesting to see him because we, unless you put Louis up front, uh, I don't know. I'm not liking this Louis on the left anymore. Like I think it used to it used to be all right. It worked in the championship a couple of times. Uh, absolutely didn't work today. And and in fairness to Louis, he keeps getting moved position. It, it must be hard for him to find for him doing something when when the manager thinks that you're so versatile that you can fill in here, there and everywhere. And like the day it was, it was poor the day. Like it was a, a half-assed performance. Nothing really came off from bullied off the bar, slowed things doing far too much. Now, whether or no, whether or no that was because that was the best option in the game at the time, he didn't have any support or, or that's a fault of what he was trying to do. I'm not sure. I would hate to see it all back again. Uh, but yeah, if, if him and Clark are the only fit strikers, then that, that's why you would go with up front. But well, you can, we'll not go with two up front. We'll go with one up front and that'll be Nicky Clark, I would imagine. Yeah, it's just, if he's setting such a, a standard against Rangers at home after on the back of Aberdeen, like I say, I'm, you know, I'm repeating myself, but they deserve other credit because the way we were playing. But, you know, we're probably going to need a bit of recruitment in January if these injuries are not going to clear up because we are light I mean you look at the bench the bench is young it's light it's you know, there's options but you know it's it's just mm. no it's just no happening you know you, you can't be learning an 18 year old kid to, to come and score you two three goals you know it's no. but then when you think about it we didn't uh, I mean who, who have we got but I know that I've when I'm doing the academy stuff and that like that certain names stick out to you but that's at that's at that level, you know. I don't know how good these boys are, are, uh, and if you were to put them in a man's game, like you just don't can, and you can only defer to the coaches and the manager because he must see them every day in training, or if he doesn't see them every day, he'll certainly get feedback for their coaches and whatever. Uh, so uh, there's nobody, there's nobody really jumping out that's tearing pulling up trees in, in the youths and whatever where you're thinking Christ almighty this boy scored 20 goals already give him a chance there's there's nobody like that you've got young Stuart Heenan you've got Dominic Naglick you've got Lewis McLeod but but I, I would imagine these boys are nowhere near ready enough to, to be stepping into the first team mm-hmm. so we're just going to go with what we've got just now I have no idea what the story is with McNulty that's went dead quiet 
Is he here? January. Is he in Redmond? Mate, he was there the day. Is he there a day? Uh, Biamu, like we're, we're, I'm assuming he's injured. He's just he's just omitted for the squad the other week, and then that's it. I've, I've not heard any, and I'm, I'm not saying the club have no put anything out. I've certainly not saw it, and I've not read it. Uh, but it's, it's just typical, isn't it? It's when you're light in certain positions, and then bends that you've got there, go and pick up wee niggles and knocks as well. It's just it's just a kick in the plums. But it, it, we are where we are. We've got points in the, in the bag on the board. Uh, thankfully, because uh, we're going through a really difficult time just now. Well, I mean, I mean, you're looking at that. I mean, it's one win in seven, yes, but it's four wins in ten. Uh, obviously, we went since the Celtic draw. Um, the win against Motherwell, the 23rd of October. I mean, after that, you know, draw, defeat, defeat, win, draw, defeat, defeat. If that continues, we're, we're beating Livingston on Saturday, just so you can. But uh, it seems a wee bit like that. You know, the, the middle of October to now, I mean, it's been, it has been that one win and the seven with two draws, but the four defeats, you know, St Johnston beat were when we were like. I think, I feel like we were unlucky that day. Like, they. Yeah. They, I don't think they deserve to win that game but again they did <laughs> that's really all that matters yeah. but we were unlucky that day but there's there's games where we've probably been lucky to win them so mm-hmm. you know it, it, it evens itself out yeah it's uh, yeah I think your points are on the board we're fourth but we need to fight to, to earn the points to stay in that position for sure you know what I mean it's uh, no brilliant but uh, we shall uh, move on for this um, Livingston on Saturday three o'clock kickoff for that one, and uh, we may as well move on to uh, so we can have a break, maybe even a nap to everyone's favourite part of the episodes, the loan report. It's fairly abbreviated this week again, Rondo. Uh, I'm just just losing patience. Then, to be honest with you, the people deserve better. <laughs> yeah, the people deserve better than me and you. Okay, but that's just the way. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm afraid. So anyway, the loan report: Mark Connolly and Ross Graham at Dunfermline. Once again, Dunfermline have started their match away to Hamilton with Mark Connolly in the lineup and Ross Graham on the bench. Connolly has played the full 90 minutes, picking up a yellow card in the 86th minute as his side have been beaten one 0 by a second half penalty. Ross has stayed on the bench the whole match. Reese Caves at Airdrieonians. There was no game this week for Reese. For Reese, sorry. Flynn Duffy at Peterhead. Peterhead's Player of the Month for November. Flynn Duffy has again retained his place in the side for the trip to face David Goodwillie's Clyde. Peterhead raced into a two-nil lead, and everything was going great for Flynn at this point. Fast forward to full time, though, and a Goodwillie double has salvaged a point for Clyde. Another very good display from young Flynn, though, as well as another full 90 minutes. Nathan Cooney at Elgin City. There was no league or cup game this weekend for Elgin, so they arranged a friendly against Strathspey Thistle. Nathan started this one, but I have no idea what the score was or how long he played for. Lennon Walker and Finn Robson at the Spartans. Bit of a stinking day for Finn and Lennon on Saturday. They travelled to Dumbarton to face the Rangers' B team, but both had to make do with a spot on the bench. Lennon was to stay there for the full 90 minutes whilst Finn got the last half hour. By the time he came on, though, his side were already 6-0 down. Nightmare. The match finished 7-1 to the Rangers' B team. Adam Hutchison at University of Stirling. 
Adam has again started the match for University of Stirling as they hosted Vale of Leithen on Saturday. It was to be a very easy Saturday for the lad, though, as his team ran out comfortable 5-0 winners and Adam got the whole match. That Vale of Leithen run, they are stinking. Rory Adams at Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale. A fairly easy 90 minutes for Rory on Saturday as his Hutchie Vale side saw off Whitehill Welfare by four goals to one. Sean Brown at Cumbernauld Colts. Negam this week for the Cumbernauld Colts. The women's team. The ladies' team last week had Negam. This week had Negam. Next week, weather permitting and fixture allowing, they should have a match to look forward to as they hope to continue their march to the title. That's your lot. That is it indeed. Um, if you pre-ordered the Tales of Tales from Tanadice Street book from the Dundee Rangers Supporters Foundation that may have dropped through your letterbox this week and obviously your first protocol was to uh, head to the bit that we're included in now we're still unsure how that's come to fruition but we asked our good pal Ali Heather if he would write it because well we can't write. Uh, we can't. We can't write. Is basically what I'm trying to say there. So if you skimmed yourself to page 156, you'd have seen an absolute wonderful article saying Toad Fox Joe's winning blether, and there's a nice wee bit about Paul being on the pitch and taking the adulation and the hearts game, and then it moves to a wee conversation with us, and then next time you go, what an affy brilliant footy that is <laughs> my missus took it by the way and she never got a credit she was raging um, and you go, you're looking you're going this Jim McLean the, the statue hudding it up and there's Paul and there's there's the other boy that's clearly standing on the step to, to make the height difference know as much and then you think <laughs> man he's, he's pretty attractive who is this man what's his name and it'll then tell you Paul McNichol left and Andy Crichton are the Dode Fox podcast. Now, I feel that I feel that if women are firing about Andy, he's that he's catfishing because they're expecting me to turn up and I'm not there. So, uh, and I can't what happened there, Paul. But that's no me. That's no Andy. We didn't care what went on. But the article's brilliant. The actual whole. Um, publication is brilliant it's a great collection of fine writing all dedicated to United I think it's like 11 quid uh, if you want to get it uh, there's things on you know um, they've, they've reused some of the articles for some of the nutmeg books which are really good but you know jousting uh, with Jim uh, from near Forsyth uh, there's a bit about Smile um, Greg Easton's written a bit about Wee Jim uh, Neil Forsyth's article on uh, Ralph Milne uh, Ian Roach has done some stuff Graham Webster Brian Orr Neil Harkis just, it's just an, a brilliant collection um, and Andy Crichton's never looked better that's what I'm trying to get uh, at Andy Crichton uh, I'm reliably informed is, is going to sue Nutmeg for <laughs> defamation of character so uh, I expect him to be a very wealthy man quite soon. He's, he's as raging as you are. That's <laughs> weird because he changed his Tinder profile picture to that. So anyway, um, Tales for Tandy Street uh, is available. You can order it now. Uh, just head to the dusf.scot. Uh, head to the website there. Uh, you can join up as well uh, if you're not already a member and uh, you can be united and join the foundation. So... Uh, 
I'm just glad it's an awfully good book. I'll tell you that much. It is an awfully good book. It's really good. A good book. Um, uh, did you sign any autographs on the book today? No, need the bother. No, no. I think Andy Crichton signed the book for us, but no, no yet. Then for me. United Futures Lottery jackpot's not been won this time round. It's 1500 quid for the next draw. You can sign up, get the details, unitedlottery.co.uk. Remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. 50 50 today, by the way. First prize, £1,000. £1,000. Yeah, they were selling to away funds. No idea. I went to ticket number 160370 and the second prize was £275. That went to ticket number 159093. If you are one of the winners, if you didn't hear it at the time, you have to contact reception and claim your winning. So 1500 quid in the lottery on Friday and uh, £1,000 to 160370 was the first prize in the 50-50 and the second prize was 275 quid and that went to ticket number 159. It's time for everyone's favourite part of the podcast. It's Shite House or Shite Housing. It's, uh, it's our new title. Five points up for crafts. You just have to match the five players to the other amount of games have played. The goals have scored. For everyone you get correct, you get a point. The only resource allowed is the Arab Archive. The scores as of last week, Ronnie 38, Paul 40. So, it's two-point gap you have, Mr McNichol. You can extend that to three, four, five, six or seven points now there's been a lot of accusations thrown around given uh, given some of the uh, numbers but I decided to be the better man I will just pick at random and uh, there is no fanning about with numbers there's no one one between it there's no nothing like that because I'm a better man you started this you pack no me are you ready for your players do you have your pen and paper uh, I do black ink David Robertson oh David Robertson mm-hmm. Damien Castlanovu Damien mm-hmm. Jaron Nixon Nixon well his number will be 20 million Kevin Gallagher and Ryan Gold. Goldie. Podcast pal. Couple of podcast pals in there. Indeed. Right, hit me with the numbers. Very fair numbers. Yes. <laughs> Ten. Uh-huh. Twenty. <laughs> yep. Thirty. Forty. And fifty. Uh, okay. <laughs> Right. Yes, that's so. no one, two, three, four, five. And technicality, by the way, what would be your shite last week when I clearly got it right? But, no, you ah, didn't. No, I couldn't. No, I Page, you didn't. So that's the way it goes. Right. I'm going to say. Okay, we'll go with that. Jaron Nixon, by the way. Rondo, we need to get him on the podcast. <laughs> You can, add him to, you can add him to the list of people that have not got back to her. <laughs> Has he still not got back to her? <laughs> the thing is as well, uh, I shouldn't have done this now because you're just been for time, but it's it's no easy sometimes. Like, I mean, the rejections no, are hard. Like, Jackson's hit hard, you know? Well, has he, has he officially rejected you? 
No, it's just no answer. That's it. The rejection's hard on them and Paul used to get turned down on plenty of fish, I tell you. So, Davey Robertson, Damien Klosinovu, Jeremy Nixon, Kev Galka, Ryan Gold, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. That's what we're going for today. Yeah. Davey Robertson. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Okay. This this could be a, an absolute shit show, but hey ho! All right, let's hear that. Right, right. David Robertson, mm-hmm. twenty. Okay. Uh, Damien Castellanovo, thirty. I'm assuming that's Gems <laughs> or goals. Nixon. Or goals. No, he definitely didn't score thirty goals. Jaron <laughs> uh, Nixon. I'm going to give ten. I think he maybe scored about ten. Okay. Kevin Gallagher I've got 50 and gold 40 and that was just because I liked any wee cross on my page either way I did that's how I went with that (laughs) right David Robertson yeah played 100 odd games surely 145 okay scored 20 goals I'll take that Damien Casanovu scored eight goals. Eight goals. He made 30 appearances. Oh, yes. Jaron Nixon, the 20 million man himself, uh-huh. made 59 appearances. That many? Jeez. Uh, listen, I was as surprised as you. <laughs> <laughs> he scored. It's got to be then. 40. No, you never. 10 goals. <laughs> what? I <laughs> <laughs> wonder he was worth 20 million. Right. Kevin Gallagher. Yeah. And Ryan Gold left. Well, I think it's Gallagher's goals and Gold's appearances. But I'm. Um, I'm not sure what we're Kevin Gallagher made 188 appearances. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gold scored nine goals. So, mm. <laughs> Kevin Gallagher and his 188 appearances scored. 40 goals and Ryan Gold made the half century of appearances before he fucked off to sunnier climbs nice one well that was a toss of the coin on the day two again so you are you're a full house there you are five points to the good (sighs) at the minute so there you go uh, right, so um, thank you very much to everyone who's continued to buy um, assuming Christmas presents from the Door Fox podcast by uh, getting some of the merch. Uh, the the off day is Friday, right? 10th to guarantee someone for Christmas, okay? People have been buying hoodies left, right and centre the past couple of weeks, so um, we are a slight delay in getting them, but they'll be here this week and we have, uh, there is a batch, there is stock, everything like that, but this Friday is the cut-off if you want it guaranteed for Christmas. So, uh, and that's that. Uh, the live show, 
Obviously, episode 129 uh, will be uh, recorded live on Sunday, the 9th of January at the Little Theatre in Victoria Road. It's completely sold out. Uh, it is be it will be broadcast the next day, apart from the CUNY. That's just for people that are in the building, and we'll be announcing our special guest in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, and before we get into on this day, what about Freddie Van der Hoorn last week? What a man. What a man. Yep, it was really good. And uh, one of the funniest bits was, for me anyway, was when he was on about John Clark, because it must have been so well known that John Clark just hung a couple of days off the, the scales. Absolutely class. Absolutely class. But yeah, Freddie was good. Nay uh, He was really good. <laughs> Nay uh, He was really good to speak to, a really nice guy. Uh, uh, and anytime any of them give, give us a couple of minutes of their time it's always appreciated but uh, I think the feedback's been pretty good most people that have listened to it have enjoyed it certainly Yeah. Uh, from what I could see so job done I think it was really interesting about his last season when he was kind of done yeah he just yeah I mean it's almost like he'd done tools huh? which which is like, it's unusual, is it? It's because he was a he was such a professional guy, and he's he, you know he probably still is, but he just obviously he just had enough. He just had enough, and uh, that was it. Like, there was no going back on it. He just says, "I'm I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm uh, go. I'm off. See you later. Huh? Cheerio." Who's on on the market? I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> that was just the way it was. But yeah, no, he he was great speaking to us, uh, and. Uh, I, I've got more, more memory than you actually watching him play. Uh, he was he was a more than decent player as well. That's because you're ancient. I keep telling you that. Um, we've been doing our, uh, well, we started this week, our advent calendar, which is basically just a pick a player that wore that shirt number. That's how it's working. I don't know if people, I noticed that because I didn't actually say that in the first post, but it's basically players that wore that number. And obviously with the older players, it's trying to get what number did they wear the majority of time kind of thing. Um, so, to, well, we've had Alan Main was number one. Yeah. Sorry. Alan Main was number there one. There we go. Andrew was raging. It was Nabili Thompson. Uh, yeah, two was Sean Dillon. Um, three, listen, both of them, cup winning captains, both wearing that jersey was Mo Malpass. I didn't realise that, that until it was posted. And Andy Webster. Could be a Dode Fox fuck, who knows. Uh, number four had to be Big Sexy. And the day, as we record this, is um, the man who is the proud owner of the Hegarty pile at McNichol HQ, uh, Paul Hegarty. Uh, I'm up to about, I think I've got up to about number 19 done. Uh, okay. And uh, I tell you, Number 19's tough. Number 19's tough because. Oh, we're Patrick and Coy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you've also got a wee wizard. Um, you've also got a Welsh boy that's no bad forward just now. And an absolute beautiful man. I wore number 19. So I've no picked that yet. I don't care what it's going to be. I don't care what it's going to be. But I tell you. 24 ya, will be easy. Number what? 24 will be easy. 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 <laughs> First impact. <laughs> e- whoop, easy. Aye. I mean, six, easy. Seven. Paul McMullen. No. <laughs> eight. <laughs> uh, eight, pretty easy. Nine. Ten was easy. Eleven, slightly controversial, but you'll enjoy it none, this, all the same. Uh, Twelve, easy. Thirteen. Thirteen. I mean, 
What a horrible number, but what a player we've picked out. Uh, 14's good, so's 15, 16, 15's class, 16's class, 17 I can't remember off the top of my head, 18 I can't quite remember, and 19 I'd kind of gave up last night because I was like, can't pick, can't pick. Look how my loyalties are, so. Um, 24, pretty easy, yeah. 25 I can't, I've not got that far yet. Probably um, Aaron Cool, maybe something like that. Who knows? Uh, I do as well. <laughs> Well. Merry Christmas uh, So yeah So our advent calendar's on So it's basically Loosely based on the squad number They were That's, that's kind of it So Right on this day in Association with the Arab Archive Preserving the history Of Dundee United Football Club Since 2006 6th of December Is our focus today One game One birthday this week Of all the games That I could have picked today There's only one worth mentioning The 1980 League Cup Final at Dens Park as United met Dundee, trying to retain the first ever trophy they had won the previous season. Uh, the pitch was far from ideal, traced of snow on a surface uh, which was made crusty by a slight frost. Uh, I've never heard that phrase to describe grass in my life. Uh, so, isn't it? Well, it was crusty. It was half a crusty. And if there's anything we know, you don't want to be in about crusty things. Uh, the first half was lo- uh, long on effort, but short on uh, anything that was really happening. But 30 seconds for the break, United struck. Paul Sturrock making his 250th competitive appearance for United, reached the byline on the left, sent over a cross from which Davy Dodds came bounding in to direct a downward header past Bobby Geddes. Dundee never looked like re- uh, retrieving the situation thereafter. United scored a second after an hour when Paul Hegarty headed Eamon Bannon's corner against the bar, and Paul Sturrock was on hand again to knock the rebound in from very close range seven minutes later a near action replay brought a third goal this time the corner was for Graham Payne Paul Hegarty's header was parried by Geddes and Sturrock once more applied the finish to make it 3-0 to United when the trophy was presented after the match skipper Paul Hegarty stood aside to allow Hamish McAlpine to raise the cup aloft uh, aloft above his head as United began to celebrate for the second time in 12 months speaking to Paul Sturrock and Graham Payne and Paul Hegarty about and Hamish and that about this day it was just tremendous and I, rem- I remember Paul Sturrock saying that's a game we had to win like we had to win a cup final against your neighbours at their patch we had to win but at the same time they didn't think they were going to lose incredible mm. incredible times yep. I think uh for some reason I'm under the impression Davy Dodds wore a pair of sambas in that that, that, that right? Yeah that, I mean tell us that? Nah I, I'm not, I think it's wildly known that uh, that's because I've seen it in interviews before and uh, uh, because of, because the pitch was crusty obviously and a man of his age he's probably still wearing them well, well, he doesn't support Dundee, so I doubt that very much. I doubt that very much. But it's, it's unusual for a pair of sambas to be seen at dance, I would say. Not. Uh, right, today's birthday boy, signed by Ian McCall, and nearly said Paul McNichol there, in 2004, and became a regular on the side for the next two years. Collected a runners-up medal in the Scottish Cup final of 2005. Left United at the end of the 05-06 season, going to Australia. He joined Melbourne Victory, Grant Brebner, it's 44 today. Are you telling me I'm Alden Grand Bradner? You are. <laughs> well, happy birthday to you, Grant, because I can't let you listen wherever you stay these days. Good uh, player. He, he, was, he was a good player for us, yeah. He was a good player. I always remember his goal. <laughs> I remember the goal. I can't remember what it was against. It might have been Hibs or something, but it was an absolute raker. For about 30 yards into the, the Eddie Thompson end. 
what a screamer of a goal. I'll have to check that on uh, Yara Barkay. Yeah. Yeah, so Graham Bremner's 44. There's other games in that to pick, but that ain't a pretty, pretty special affair, to, to be I think fair. So. I, think, I think it shows well there, Rondo. Yeah, well, I'll tell that. Um, love you home on Saturday then. How do you think we'll get on? Let us know on social media. We are at Dode Fox Podcast. As always, do have a, a great week. Do stay safe and don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. Hey.